Life Audio. Welcome to the Truth Tribe with Doug Grothuis, where we seek the truth through reason and evidence about the things that matter most. I am Professor of Philosophy at Denver Seminary and lead the Apologetics MA degree. If you're interested in our school and this program, you can contact us at denverseminary.edu. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. For this program, I like to talk about Jesus and the new spirituality, or Jesus and the new age worldview. We're doing short series on the identity and meaning and significance of Jesus. I'd like to start with something Jesus himself said, recorded in Matthew 16, 13 through 16. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you? he asked. Who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. Who is Jesus? Well, in previous broadcasts, we've said that he is God in the flesh, he is truly human, that he rose from the dead, that he died to atone for our sins, and we need to confess him as Lord and Savior, to be reconciled with God and to be born again. But there are many false views of Jesus, so we have to be on our guard. We'll be looking at the New Age view. Second Corinthians 11, 1-4 says this, For such people are false apostles, deceitful workers, masquerading as apostles of light. And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. It is not surprising, then, if his servants also masquerade as servants of righteousness. Their end will be what their actions deserve. Biblically, there is one true Jesus. We have good reason to believe what the Bible says about Jesus given the consistency of the witness from the Old Testament to the New Testament, given the reliability of the New Testament documents, and given the profound effect that believing in Jesus as Lord and Savior has had on countless of millions and millions of people from the time of Jesus onward. So let's talk about the real Jesus, biblical basics, and then talk about this new age distortion or counterfeit. As we mentioned, Jesus claims 
to be God, he claims the authority to forgive sins. In Mark 2, he also claims to be Lord of the Sabbath. God is the Lord of the Sabbath. In John 8.58, he says, before Abraham was, I am. And his audience realized that he was claiming to be God because they picked up stones to stone him for blasphemy. But he escaped. Now, if a mere man claims to be God, it's blasphemy. But if the God-man claims to be God, then that's a true statement. The Apostle Paul says that the fullness of deity dwells bodily in Christ Jesus. That's in Colossians 2.9. I'll read you verses 8 and 9 from Colossians 2. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world, rather than on Christ. For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form, and in Christ you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. So, Jesus is divine. Jesus is also human. John 1, 14, the Word became flesh and dwelt among among us, full of grace and truth. Jesus claims to be the only way to God. He said in John fourteen six, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And the Apostle Paul, in 2 Timothy 2, 5, says, There is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. Jesus is the only basis for salvation. This is received by faith. I'm reading here from Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Now let's look at the supposed Jesus of the New Spirituality, or the New Age Movement. My first several books in the 80s were about the New Age Movement. My book, Unmasking the New Age, came out in 1986. It was a follow-up, Confronting the New Age in 1988. Then in 1990, there was a book called Revealing the New Age Jesus, which was republished and revised as Jesus in an Age of Controversy in 1996 and I'll be drawing from that material. What is the New Age view of Jesus? First of all, he's taken to be an enlightened master, guru, swami, yogi, adept, avatar, but not as the God-man, the only way to be reconciled to God. So he's put in the category of a great master, along with maybe Buddha, Confucius, Lao Tzu, Hindu mystic or something like that. Second, Jesus is separated from what is taken to be the impersonal Christ consciousness. So the idea is that Jesus was a man who tapped into this universal and impersonal Christ consciousness, which means the universal deity, not a personal God who creates the heavens and the earth and sends his only son, but some universal force, principle, or energy. That was not Jesus' view of God. He said we should pray to our Father who art in heaven. He said God so loved the world, he sent his Son, 
that whoever believes on him will not perish but have everlasting life. That's John 3.16. Thirdly, on the New Age view, Jesus, it would follow from what I've said, is not uniquely God in the flesh. So, he is one of many different masters. He's not the greatest of all. He's certainly not the one who reconciles us to God, but he's really someone who was illuminated, found the God within, and then can teach us how to find the God within. Fourth, Jesus' crucifixion is not viewed as redemptive, as an atoning work to reconcile us to God. To challenge that, uh, let me read from Romans 5, 6, 7, and 8. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were sinners, Christ died for us. See, God is a personal and moral being. There is a rift between God and human beings. But God crosses this rift and comes to us from heaven in the person of Christ which shows his love. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. On the New Age view, Jesus' resurrection is not taken as a literal space-time arising from the dead, as Scripture teaches in the four Gospels. And in 1 Corinthians 15, it might be considered a spiritual ascent to a higher level that does not include the physical dimension, which is a very unbiblical, unhistorical idea. Six, the second coming is not considered a personal and physical act, as it is anticipated in Acts 1, 1 through 11, and many other passages. Sometimes Jesus' second coming is viewed as the arising of the Christ consciousness in the human condition. Something like that. Something unsupportable from Scripture. Seventh, the Bible is not the final authority on Jesus. Other sources replace it. There might be supposedly historically reliable documents, such as the Gnostic materials about Jesus, which are not historically reliable. They come over a century after the New Testament documents. They deny the teachings of the primary documents we have about Jesus in the early church, which we find in the New Testament. Some of this material may come through channeling. People go into trances and supposedly receive information from higher sources about the real meaning of Jesus. You get something like this in A Course in Miracles or in some of the teaching of Rudolf Steiner, Edgar Casey, and others. Sometimes near-death experiences will include material about Christ uh, that contradicts the biblical understanding of Christ. And also in New Age circles, you have what is called esoteric interpretation of Scripture. So texts are taken out of context and become pretexts for theological and spiritual error. And Second Peter three fifteen and 16 warned us about this a long time ago. Peter says that some take Paul's writings out of context and twist them to their own destruction. So as I've said, the biblical view of Jesus is very different than the New Age view of Jesus. 
and we should defend the biblical view of Jesus because he is the objectively true Jesus Christ of history and eternity. We have to realize this is an intellectual contest. It's also a spiritual battle, and we need to test the spirits to see whether or not they are from God. 1 John 4, 1 through 6, and as Paul says in Ephesians 6, 10 through 20, we need to put on the full armor of God to take our stand for the truth. And we need to communicate the real Jesus to those who are confused with this New Age counterfeit. Now, a counterfeit is an illicit imitation of the real thing, so counterfeit is only effective if it seems to be genuine, even though it is not. Let me read from 1 Corinthians 8, 5-6. through 6. Paul is writing, We know that an idol is nothing at all in the world, and that there is no god but one. But even if there are so-called gods, whether in heaven or on earth, as indeed there are many gods and many lords, yet for us there is but one God, the Father, from whom all things came, and from whom we live. And there is but one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things came, and through whom we live. So, we have a reliable source about the identity and work of Jesus Christ in the Holy Scriptures. We can go into that more in further podcasts. And we can also count on the guidance and power of the triune God in our lives as we explain the gospel to others, as we defend the biblical Jesus over against the New Age counterfeit. Truth Tribe is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Have you ever felt conflict between your faith and feelings? If so, you're not alone. My name's Carly Mercouillier. I'm a licensed therapist and the host of the Therapy and Theology podcast, where we explore popular topics and questions related to faith, feelings, and spiritual formation. I want to invite you to join me every Thursday as we fearlessly name the complexities of our reality, grow in the awareness of who we are, and rediscover the power and purpose of our unique stories through the lens of the gospel. Subscribe today at lifeaudio.com.